Hey everybody, welcome to episode one of year two of the 45 year project known as Five Songs or Less. <laughs> My name is Danny, that guy right over there, his name is Dante, and I have punished Dante finally, finally, a band that he said he would be willing to uh, be punished with. It is the Get Up Kids. You could say, I asked for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shoegaze girlfriend says hi, by the way. Hi, Shoegaze girlfriend. I sent her a screenshot of us uh, getting ready. Get, getting it on? Yeah. Danny Dante, getting it on. Well, if you're going to do that, I'm going to send a picture. Oh, yeah. Make sure, I'm, make sure I'm deep in my eyeball with my finger. Oh, God. I look like shit, man. You look adorable. I look like shit. Let me tell you. Well, first of all, you're, the lighting is such that it kind of washes you out. <laughs> uh, I believe, do, do you, you only have maybe an overhead yellow bulb? That's true. I'm going to open up. I just opened up the window. Hopefully give you a little more. Yeah, I'm getting a little more natty A little more light. Danny. I have not showered today. I am still wearing my pajama shirt. My hair looks like fucking awful. Hair looks good. Yeah. It looks fine. I looked in the mirror before I left to go pick up Han from school and was like, oh, Dante's got to see me and I'm not pretty. Also, the school isn't letting Han get in the car with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi, Dante. How's it going? Hi, Danny. It's, it's going good. good. It's going good. It's a new week. It is a new chapter mm-hmm. in my year. You thought I was going to say a new chapter in our pod, but I don't, I don't give a shit about that. No, yeah, me neither. Uh, I Like I said, this is going to be a 45-year project where <laughs> most likely somewhere in uh, this here year two, one of us will be releasing an episode uh, posthumously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very possible. <laughs> Big ups for me for saying that word correctly. I, I know. I, I, I could see it in my mind, and I was like, well, here it goes. <laughs> I've been doing okay. It's it's been busy. My season ended Yay. over the weekend. Woo! Fucking you and Shuke's girlfriend, like <laughs> hoping we lose as soon as possible. <laughs> and I had to have like kind of a hashtag real talk with Shuge's girlfriend. Like, Uh-oh. you gotta stop hoping that I can come see you tomorrow. <laughs> you have to realize that while it's a decent consolation prize, I do not want to be free immediately. Aww. Like. The more you lose, the the more the excuse me. Make it rhyme at least. Whatever you're gonna say, make it rhyme. The more you lose, the closer you are to losing your job. And that means more Dante for, for Danny and Shugate's girlfriend. You think if I lost this like job that barely keeps tabs on me, mm-hmm. I'd have more time to pod? Mm-hmm. I would have to get like a real fucking job where I'm punching in and out. Just, you got a girlfriend now, just live off her dime. Come on. That would be the Danny Ensley way, but <laughs> I don't think I can make that happen. I'm not a good enough lover for her to, like, consider that. Mm. Yeah, I guess I wouldn't be able to say either way, huh? Um, I, I know you would write me that letter of recommendation, even though you really don't know, <laughs> and I appreciate that. So yeah, the, there's been some happenings going on still work-wise. Uh, one of them is uh, too sad and too stressful to Uh-oh. get into. Uh-oh. But um, 
today uh, I have this like long list of postseason to dos, mm-hmm. and one of them was to check to see if Ben was up to date on all his boosters. You know, oh. make see. You no, know, that would be a good time to take him to the vet if I I'm need to. I'm up to date on my boosters. Oh yeah, I I called today and left a message actually because because I'm a college employee, mm-hmm. technically a high risk area or location or whatever. Um, I'm able to get one, and so I'm like. It's if they can fit me in, I'll yeah. do it. I don't. I I don't think I'm gonna like get the last one, and some like nice elderly lady's gonna be without it. It's probably gonna be an elderly lady that was like really mad about Obama for a long time. Yeah, probably. But uh, no, I, I guess I'm. I've been led to believe that uh, I. It's a good idea for. Not only is it a good idea for everyone to get it, but. By me getting it, a relatively healthy younger person, I will mm-hmm. not be taking a dose from somebody else. Um, so hopefully Good, that's coming. I didn't even consider that when I uh, signed up for mine. Well, uh, you're you're kind of on the border, though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the border of uh, young and healthy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nice to be on the border, though. You can, you still have the view. Yep, yep. Of what that looks like. Both sides. Um, well, and well, part of the consideration was, oh, well, last time I saw Danny a little over a year ago, mm-hmm. we were outside, pretty much kept our distance, masks on, yep. Uh, yep. even if we were kind of close together, uh, or when we were kind of close together. Well, if I'm going to come and hang out with the Ensleys, I want to be as, uh, as as vaxxed up as, as I can get. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes that's vaxed, right. Yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> So yeah, I man. What what have you been up to? I I know you've been working. It was Lassa's birthday yesterday. Yesterday was Lassa's birthday. She's a big four zero. Um, she's forty. That's she's, right. <laughs> I did not do that on purpose, but she's four. I'm forty. I'm a man. I'm a girl. I'm four. <laughs> she had a good birthday though. We went to Fox and Goose, and she refused to eat some pumpkin pancakes that we ordered for her. <laughs> Oh, uh, what a great place to refuse food. <laughs> she demanded we go to Starbucks instead. So we, we ended up doing that afterward. What does she like from Starbucks? Uh, she gets three petite vanilla scones and an iced tall soy milk. An iced soy milk. Mm-hmm. That is adorable. Mm-hmm. And it, I have to say it really slowly every time I order it because they always get confused. So, so it like a latte, like a soy, soy latte. No, just soy milk, just iced soy milk. Just open it with, uh, this next one's for a kid. (laughs) Are you familiar with the Nate Bargatze bit about, uh, his Starbucks encounters? I'm not familiar with Nate Bargatze. Nate Bargatze. There you go. There you go. Uh, shimmying and. Unnecessary letters. Did I really? Yeah, you said Bargatsky. Okay, what is it? It's Nate Bargatsky. Oh, okay. Yeah. Still not familiar. Okay. Well, uh, get, get familiar. Uh, very funny. Okay. Okay. Um, his uh, let's see, the Tennessee Kid on Netflix. Okay. Uh, I believe near the end is the uh, Starbucks bit, and it's uh, it it'll make you cry. Okay. Like from laughing. Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> That was just this comedy special that ended on a really low low note. No, uh, hey, comedy specials that try to have this like huge emotional like punch near the end or like some overarching like yeah yeah j- quit it quit it make me giggle stop. 
speaking of comedy, we've been watching Moonlighting. Oh yeah, with, with uh, our our buddy, my friend, and yours, Bruce Willis. <laughs> it's pretty. It's a pretty funny show. Like more funny than I expected it to be. Maybe I'll I, pick like five episodes to make you watch when you're here. I don't think I'm going to spend fucking two and a half hours watching. That well, I'm going all the way to Sacramento mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't think no. Mm-hmm. We'll get a hotel. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Just ruined it. So let's see, sixty-six episodes ran from eighty-five to eighty-nine. Mm-hmm. So he was the star of Moonlighting as he was filming Die Hard. Yeah. Right, because Die Hard was what, like eighty-eight or something. Yeah, maybe? we watched a, a little um, kind of short documentary thing yeah. about Die Hard in. Uh, people had a hard time taking him seriously in Die Hard because he was the moonlighting guy. Really? Yeah. So was he? Was Die Hard like his breakout role? Yes. Yeah. His his sure. first his like breakout acting role like where people knew his name was Moonlighting, and then right. like Die Hard was his first like movie where he was a star. And so he was I, known I as like, like the comedy guy, which is weird. Because yeah, he. I mean, he does have a certain charm to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he knows he knows the ways in which he can be funny, and he does that very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's you wouldn't say, oh, Bruce Willis, he's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy's hilarious. He, he can be, but yeah, that's. I, I feel like maybe fifteen twenty years ago, it was kind of a thing where you and and, and prior to that, mm-hmm. you were either a TV actor. Yeah. Or a movie actor, and it, and if people thought of you as a TV actor, it was very hard to cross over into legitimate movie success. Yeah. Now Tom Hanks, of course, started in TV. Uh, George Clooney, I guess. Well, let's see. Was Helen Hunt in, uh, a known movie actor before Mad About You? I have no idea. I'd have to. Okay. I'd have to hunt down that information. <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> Uh, you know how to get a riser out of me. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's that there's that joke on uh, Arrested Development where, um, uh, oh God, what's his name? The acting coach says to Tobias, "You're a television actor," or something like that, and it's like a big insult to Tobias. Oh, and so that would have been like oh three oh four or whatever. Yeah, that was like um, kind of the. Peak TV was kind of like just beginning with like Sopranos and that kind of thing. I mean, Sopranos would have been in like season four or five at that point. Really? Yeah, I, I started in the nineties. Oh, um, but you're right. Like, I I always think of like the ooh the golden age of TV and all that stuff, starting kind of with Mad Men, Breaking yeah. Bad. Um, I mean, Sopranos was maybe like a a sign that that could happen, but I it was yeah. I think it was probably done by the time prestige TV as we know it really started. Yeah, I feel like it was wasn't it like Sopranos and like The Wire. Yeah, kind of like the earliest versions of that, or maybe even like Deadwood. I don't know exactly when that came out, but Dead Deadwood would have been Sopranos would have been before that. Deadwood was maybe oh like oh four five six mm-hmm. maybe something like that. Four, five, the six, Wire seven eight nine ten. I don't I don't know. One of those. Deadwood, March 04 to August 06. Hmm. Hmm. This guy knows his stuff. So kind kind of what I said. Yeah. Kind of what I said. Mm-hmm. Interesting. 
Isn't that interesting? <laughs> hmm. Um, uh, anyway, so I don't know how we got on. I don't know. How we turned this into a TV. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's funny. Uh, I, I do want to see it because it's always been a show that, like, I mean, maybe before even, like, this week when you text me about it, I don't know if I've ever seen like a still from it or a poster. Like it was just an idea mm-hmm. yeah, that yeah, I yeah. had heard of, you know? Like I I knew the DVD cover just from working at Dimple. Like that's that's it. Oh, wow. I can't even, I don't even know if I had seen it or if it would have yeah. registered to me, but like it was kind of an abstract, I guess the sh- I, I take people's word for it that the show existed, but it yeah, seems yeah, strange. Yeah. So Dante, I have um, started a note on my phone here that's just titled O-U-F-L mm-hmm. for over, under, favorite, least favorite. Uh, you, you you can't, I don't know if you can really say just over or under. Overrated, underrated, favorite, least favorite. There, you happy? You. Yeah, you happy? Well, happier. I've got a total of two options for you. So, oh, wow, um, okay. I'll let you take your pick. Uh, we'll go, do you want number one or number two? Oh, <laughs> Huh. Um, I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'm going to. Well, I, I realize that now. Uh, <laughs> I will. I'll go with number one. Number one. Okay. Dante, we're doing it over under favorite, least favorite. Yes, I'm going to continue to say it that way. Of major sports. <laughs> Just sports in general, preferably major sports, i.e. baseball, basketball, football, hockey, other big sports, soccer. Okay. Non-American okay. football. All right. Okay. Let's see. Um, I will, let's see, over, well, let's see, I think the XFL is over, so the XFL is over. <laughs> Overrated. Uh, oh, I'm Overrated. sorry. Overrated. I thought you were changing the, the rules. <laughs> Under, I was going to say maybe ping pong, because sometimes that's played in basements. Um, Okay. Over the overrated ZZ. Under under is is going to have to be some sort of swimming thing because you're underwater. I was thinking this. I was like, but I was like, what scuba sport do I know? <laughs> All right, overrated. Oh boy, but I mean, I I also got to think of least favorite though. So do I want to? Let's see. I have a guess at what it is. All right, overrated. Gar. <laughs> I figured these answers were going to come lickety split. No, I'm I'm not a big sporto. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. I I like what I like and I just like ignore the other stuff. Uh, okay. I don't like okay. actively <sighs> But you always have the answers when I send you screenshots of my crossword. No I'm matter what smart. sport it is. Yeah. Okay, I will say overrated college football. College football. College football dominates so much coverage. It dominates Saturday TV on every sports channel and other channels. Mm -hmm. There's so much bullshit in college athletics in general, but far and away the most of it is in football. Okay. The coaches are grossly overpaid, given way too much power. They are all evil. They are all, um, you know, I would say 85% MAGA chuds. <laughs> really disgusting. A lot of disgusting stuff. Um, people care too much about college football. 
Americans in general care too much about where they went to college. If you ever talk mm-hmm. to someone from any other country, there is no like lifelong pride in where you went to school. Yeah, yeah. It just, I went there, I got an education, I got a degree, and then I left. Mm-hmm. And there's not, I'm not like a, you know, Aggies for life. That does not happen (laughs) in other places. But I would say college football is the most overrated. Okay. Um, If you you ever watch a broadcast, they love to, you know, talk about the the virtues of the kids and their, they do it for the love of the game. And that's why it's better than the pros and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, they do it for the love of the game only in so far as uh, they're not being paid. <laughs> they're not choosing that. Yeah. Um, yes. Now that's starting to change where they can now get, they can earn off of their image and likeness. Oh. Which, which was not the case just like, you know, a year ago. It's progress. It, it is progress. But uh, yeah, so college football. Okay. Vastly overrated. Okay. Underrated. It's tough to say that any of these like billion dollar industries are <laughs> yeah. underrated. Yeah. Shoot, you know what? I might have to go pretty biased here and I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to go with college volleyball. All right. College volleyball. Vastly underrated. Now it's starting to get a little more the maybe the past, you know, 10 years it's the the national title games have been aired on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to a handful of these of the uh, to a handful of the Final Fours and national title games, and there's you know fifteen twenty thousand people in the arenas. Wow. Now, a large part of that is because the uh, the national title is always held in pretty much a Midwest city, mm-hmm. and in the past like six seven years or so. Uh, University of Nebraska has been in the Final Four a handful of times, oh, okay. and they will. There are a lot of people will make that sure, sure, drive sure. Um, to to fill that arena with annoying white people in red. Um, <laughs> but uh, man, it the the more you learn about volleyball, the more it's amazing that people are able to keep this little ball in the air yeah. when other people are trying to hit it so hard <laughs> to the ground. Um, it's a very, very simple way of explaining the sport, but it's, yes, I mean, I, I've been around volleyball on a daily basis, um, you know, for the past like nine years or whatever it's been. Um, plus I played, you know, at a much lower level in high school Mm -hmm. and just, just like, there is some really remarkable athleticism and, uh, it's one of the most mental games I, I think they're there is and it's one of the most team based because you know you can't just have like like in basketball you can't just give it to your best player and say yeah. go to work you, you can't need just someone pass it to Steph Curry correct that would be an example of a very good basketball okay. player okay. Yes. but um in in volleyball you need you know there has to be doesn't have to be but you know you need three touches typically and uh the same person can't do all three so <laughs> Uh, so, so college volleyball right. underrated. Also, uh, pay those coaches more. Okay, <laughs> favorite, 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 hockey. Interest. Okay, okay, okay. Got to go hockey. Um, so hockey. Always, boy. always eh? liked hockey. Loved what? Eh? What? Oh, I see what you're saying. I thought you were, I thought you were saying hey. Oh no. I was giving you the attention <laughs> that comes with someone saying hey to you, but yeah. No, I'm just being stupid, Dante. 
Hey, you were being Canadian, and that is not stupid. <laughs> In fact, it's preferred. Anyway, uh, sorry about that interruption. Eh? Um, yeah, ho- hockey rules. Um, I, I used to be huge into it in like middle school and high school, and then when I went to college and didn't have cable anymore, it was tougher to follow. And mm-hmm. uh, I've been getting back into it, and I'm actually in three days going to <gasps> a hockey game in Denver. The Sharks are playing in Denver, and they're probably going to get their their little tushies just just pushed around, just avalanched. Yes. <laughs> There's going to be uh, thousands of pounds of snow falling on their little tushies. And, <laughs> oh, so cold. Those little tail fins. Uh, but I'm very excited for that. I'm going to wear a jersey like an idiot. Nice. No I worries. got a jersey for Shoegaze Girlfriend. Oh, she's going too. She, yeah, I'm not going by myself. I don't know. I, <laughs> I got her an avalanche jersey because she, she has some history with uh, Denver sports teams. And so okay. I, I bit the bullet and... Uh, got her a very uh, good-looking avalanche jersey. The one with the Colorado flag, like emblem, and not the shitty big A. Those jerseys suck ass. So, did you give her a, get her a seat on the opposite side of the arena? Sorry, she's coming with me, but she's not getting out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> the jerseys with the big giant A. Is it just like Alvin from Alvin and the Chipmunks? Basically, yeah, yeah. Except the the Alvin one is actually cooler. Oh. Okay, uh, least favorite. Least favorite. Maybe where you thought I was going to start. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Least favorite, NFL football. Yeah. I This past Sunday, I was like, I was like, I'm home. I don't really have anything to do. I'll throw on a game. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, I am not like interested in this yeah. at all. Yeah. I'm so bored. But, I mean, that's not even the reason that it's the least favorite. I, I do think sometimes the sport can be plotting and, and boring. But uh, just probably the most evil of all the the big time sport leagues in sure, this country sure, sure. yes stinks i hate how much sports gambling has like taken over how, how much sports gambling is like sponsoring so many things in in broadcasts mm-hmm. um or there's even like espn they'll have constant like updates of odds and lines really and it's just like oh yeah interesting and it, because sports gambling is becoming legal in more states mm. slowly but surely and uh yeah man it stinks it's just like oh uh, tons of idiots um are gonna lose their money to this and they don't know they're idiots but they are and we are and i am but yeah football stinks man agreed <laughs> uh would baseball be like uh i don't know second third favorite or something like that or <sighs> Yeah, I mean, I I like baseball. I like basketball a lot too. Um, base, I like baseball because there's so much of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, they play 162 games. So if you, if like, if I happen to be home, uh, you know, any day from April to you know the end of September, yeah, there's a good chance my favorite team is playing a baseball game, yeah. and it's. I like the pace of baseball where it's kind of slow and you can do something during baseball. Also, sometimes is the most interesting to read about or to like listen to a podcast about because, and this is kind of the probably uninteresting part to a lot of people, but like there's a lot of interesting like stats and mm-hmm. analytic stuff and kind of almost the science of it. And um, it, it's, it's helped me that type of like sports analytics has helped me think about things in 
maybe like from a better perspective, like, oh, this is why it happened. And like, there's this much chance involved and this much control that I had in this situation. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, so I I, I like baseball kind of for the peripheral things I can consume. Hmm. Like, like, you know, the articles and podcasts and things like that. Interesting. Sure. Yeah. So, so your list of overrated, underrated, favorite, least favorite, is it all going to be like, what like an aunt thinks her nephew is into. <laughs> you, so you like sports, right? Uh, yeah, the next one's going to be uh, cats. Mm, overrated, underrated, favorite, least favorite. Mm, fast cars. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, places to put flame stickers. <laughs> Oh, monster trucks. Yep. Yep. You can't wait, huh? Moments you wished your dad (laughs) hugged you. (laughs) Moments you wish your dad continued to watch you dancing. You know what? I think he was right about that one. I think he handled that one. Yeah. Yeah. He did the right thing. (laughs) Oh, man. Danny, I have a question for you. Yes, Dante. How emo have you been feeling? Well, not too emo, actually. Yeah. But I have been listening to a fair amount of Get Up Kids lately. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Have you? I thought we were doing the anniversary episode. <laughs> we discussed this at least five times. Yeah, for, for the listener, and I mean that singular, mm-hmm. there was some confusion about what we were doing today and uh i think danny thought anniversary i thought get up kids apparently there's a record of this conversation happening before we are doing the get up kids which is good because i have been listening to a lot of them and was really feeling some momentum and wanted to finally talk about it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so what are you finding over there uh i said wednesday or friday uh after 3 30 which is today one of those. One of those is today. Um, today is Wednesday or Friday. <laughs> now, tomorrow being Thursday, it's a little riddle for you at home. Yep, yep. Uh, we did not discuss which episode we were recording, but I did follow up with anniversary episode and then a list of things to do on the anniversary episode. Yeah, but if, anyway. if we're going to do... <laughs> yeah, yeah, <we> just... <laughs> uh, the, the moral of the story, uh, communication is key. Ooh, yeah, okay. Uh, sounds like Shoegaze girlfriend over here. <laughs> uh, Communication is very important to me. <laughs> I know you've never heard her talk, but that's what she sounds <laughs> like. That? She basically sounds like, yeah, Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> oh, hey, here's some science for you. Um, so I'm wearing uh, Converse right now. Uh-huh. Inside, all the windows are closed, mm-hmm. I think. Heat's on, though I don't know if it's working. <laughs> it may have gone way of the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. My feet are freezing. Really? A little blanky now, on those? Blanky on those Shoegaze piggies? Girl... Please stop being so gross. <laughs> Shoegaze Girlfriend made a good point the other day when we were going to go for a walk, and it was very chilly outside, mm-hmm. and um, she made the point that Converse somehow make your feet colder. Hmm. Have you found this to be true? Because I, I instantly knew what she meant. I, uh, 
I think I've worn a Chuck Taylor type Converse once in my life. Wow. Yeah, not a true punk. How did you get away with that? Yeah, how did you escape that? Never fate? did. In, uh, I, well, I know that. I'm asking how. <laughs> Through high school, I only wore Vans. Okay. Only wore Vans. And then uh, I, I, I got really into like other kinds of shoes. I got really into um, the Asics Onitsaka Tiger shoes. Um, and then what do I got? These are my shoes right now. Uh, those are also Asics. They're Asics, but uh, they're kind of like you know new the New Balance style or Saucony style, kind of like that. Yeah, never okay. got into Converse. I had a pair of One Stars. Converse One Stars. No, what, what are those? Those. Which ones are those? Uh, they have, they're like suede, and they have like a one star on the side, hence the name One Stars. They were big in the nineties. Oh, okay. Okay. What vans were you a big fan of? Just whatever skateboard type shoes they had. Because I, I was I skated and I wanted skate shoes and I liked vans. So so always lace up, never slip ons. <laughs> no oh no no no. Yeah, lace ups. Why why did why was that funny? <laughs> I thought you were making a joke about like me like not knowing how to tie shoes or something like that. I don't know. Because that seems like something that I wouldn't know how to do. Well, I mean, like I, now that's what I think. <laughs> now that you, you outed yourself. Uh, I put it out there in the world. Lieutenant Velcro. <laughs> yeah. You know, now that I think about it, Han and Lhasa never come in and ask for you to help them <laughs> tying their shoes. They have not learned to tie shoes yet. What time? What time? Uh, how old are you when you learn to tie your shoes? Han's no got to be close idea. to... He, Han's at the age where he should probably learn. But Amanda's going to teach him because I apparently tie my shoes in a weird way. And Amanda always makes fun of me. Now, I feel like this may have come up before. I can't remember. But what is your shoe tying technique? Uh, little bunny ears and round and whoop, like that. So you you do the bunny ears with... <laughs> Two with the two separate laces, mm-hmm. then cross them mm-hmm. and do the tie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of, that's a little weird. It's what I do. Yeah, and I do it uh, as as little as possible. I may I'm a um, as soon as my shoes are broken in enough, they stay tied until they come untied. Like I just slip them on and off all the time. Right. So you're just con- like the heels of your shoes are worn from the other shoe, like pressing down yep. to pull them off. Yep. <laughs> okay. Now, do you know how to tie shoes the other way? No. You must because, yes, because if you were to like have a string and need to tie a knot around something, you would not do the two bunny ears thing. You would think. One would think. So during during the initial quarantine um, in spring 2020, mm-hmm. you weren't, you didn't buy a bunch of paracord and watch YouTube videos of how to tie a bunch <laughs> of different knots. No, but uh, when I was a Cub Scout, I won a knot tying competition. What the fuck? And but you can't tie a shoe. Nope. Do you remember what knots you tied? I don't know. Lots of knots that I don't remember how to do any of them anymore. I remember there was one called like a bowline or some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Don't remember, okay. don't remember any of them anymore. 
I do the the bunny ears, and that's about it. Okay. I just like to pretend uh, everything I'm doing is um, wrapping a present, putting a little bow on a present. (laughs) Are you able to tie shoes tightly like that? I think so. I don't know any other way, so I can't. I have nothing to compare this to, but I think they're tight, hella tight. Like if you now, stay with me here. Okay. If you were to like go run, uh-huh. would your shoes be prepared for that? <laughs> yes, they would be. Okay. <laughs> All right. If I kick really hard, my shoe is not going to fly off. <laughs> I'm worried. <laughs> Guys, nobody chase Danny, please. <laughs> it's going to be a disaster. Oh, my God. All right. Can, can I ask you a uh, the Get Up Kids related question? Are we ready to get into the boring part of the episode yes. where we talk about the band at yes. hand? I actually got a kind of a lot of pre-playlist Ooh, nice. things to, to talk about here. Pre-game. Yes. Kansas City, Missouri, mm-hmm. Danny, mm-hmm. a a bellwether city of the Midwest. Okay. Have you ever been? No, I have not. Okay. I have just briefly for a few days and basically just downtown, so it doesn't really count. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not the first city I would think of when I think of, well, music for one. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe blues. Sure. But... Sure. Uh, more so not like even when I think specifically Midwest emo, yeah, I do not think KC is is there a fairly vibrant scene or was there, you know, 25 years ago in and around KC? I don't know. I mean, I think um I think Coles, I mean, they're not an emo bandit whatsoever. Oh, they will come up later. Oh. Um, I think they're from there too. Let's see. Emo they are. bands from Kansas City. Live Googling. Live on Googling. The, the Get Up Kids. Everyone's favorite, Remorsefully Numb. Boys Life. They're an emo band. Cole S. Not an emo band. Reggie and the Full Effect, obviously. Those are the only five that come up on Google, one of which okay. I've never heard of. Uh, no, I don't think it was huge, but um, I feel like geographically it's not far from where a lot of your typical midwest emo bands were what chicago minneapolis yeah other places mm-hmm, probably <laughs> who's from ohio are people from ohio uh lovers i think hmm. not familiar <laughs> but okay so anyway technically in the midwest yes do the Get Up Kids get classified as Midwestern emo? I believe so. Hmm. I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, okay. I mean, they don't fall into the like noodly American football realm, but sure. they they fall into the same world uh, or classification, I would say, as the Promise Ring, Boys Life, uh, Christy Promise Fra- Ring, sure, Christy Front Drive, yeah. like maybe even Mineral, like. These were all contemporaries playing similar types of email. Spotify sure wanted to get me to listen to Christy Front Drive after this playlist ended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it was it was them. It was uh, Hey Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, there Braid. Was one, 
Braid. Um, there was one other band, like every time the fifth track of the playlist ended, it would go to this band that I, the, either the band or the song was like O's and U's or something like that. O's and U's? Like the letter O apostrophe S and U apostrophe S. It, I say it was hmm. like that, not exactly that, okay. because when I went to look that up later, I could not find it. Yeah, that sounds... And I went through all the like, you know, similar artist pages and I could not find anything that like stuck out, mm-hmm. but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, then it was all Hey Mercedes. Okay, yeah. That makes sense. Danny, you gave me nothing in the Get Up Kids top five according to Spotify. Okay. Do you, did you give me anything top five or even top ten? I don't know how deep you can go over there on Apple. On Apple, let me check. I gave you... I'm gonna guess no. I gave you two cuts that, um... Get Up Kids fans may be thinking, why the fuck did you give him those songs? Um, hmm. That's interesting because there's uh, there's only one song that I think that of. <laughs> no, I did not give you popular songs. How many of the top five are from Something to Write Home About? I'm going to guess at least four. Of the top five, uh, four. Okay. Okay, but not the one you gave me. Yeah. You gave me nothing. I remember, so we talked about the Get Up Kids, Mm -hmm. I believe, during the Motion City episode? We definitely talked about them during that, but I don't know if I went on my rant about (laughs) Get Up Kids. It was a very good rant. I thought about that multiple times while listening (laughs) to this band, where you would say, something to write home about. Was actually something to write home about. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, that classic, classic five songs or less season one. Um, yeah, what when was that? What prompted that? Uh, what prompted me to to say all that stuff? Yeah, I don't remember something. Okay, I mean, probably in the Motion City soundtrack episode because we talked about Get Up Kids a fair amount because we were talking about Ed Rose and people that would suck his dick and. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> was really trying to make sure like I didn't come across homophobic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is the opposite of what you do every episode. <laughs> but yeah, basically like Get Up Kids 2002 to 2019. Uh, I was not a fan of any, any of that material. So, so yeah, you didn't give me anything from after 01 until their most recent release. Correct. So like nothing off on a wire. Is that like where they lost you? That's where they lost me. They they moved into like having these country influences, which I really wasn't into. I've gone back and listened to On a Wire a couple times over the years. And boy, I just can't get into it. But I did see them around that time. I saw them in San Francisco uh, at the Fillmore with the Jealous Sound. And Hot Rod Circuit. Uh, Mm. And they played, I think they closed with the song on a wire. And it was gorgeous. It it was a beautiful rendition. They are, uh, Get Up Kids are hands down one of the best live bands I've ever seen. They are flawless live. Went home and listened to the song after that. And it was like, yeah, this song's not very good unless they're playing it live. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, not a fan. I've gone back a couple times. And I've talked to other people who... Um, I believe Nate, uh, my wife's coworker, Nate, 
who uh, I actually asked for advice on this playlist about. I believe he was talking to me about how he went back and he actually does enjoy On a Wire, at least. I don't know about uh, the other albums. Did he not at the time, like similar to you, did he not like it? When it yeah, I think out? that's pretty, that's a pretty like, uh, that's kind of like the consensus is what I'm trying to say. Like it's a hot sure. take if you're like On a Wire is a good album. Nice plant. Thank you. Uh, I was checking to see if it was moist. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um how many times would you say you've seen them live? Three. And they've never made a mistake? If they did make a mistake, it was the perfect place to make a mistake. Wow. <laughs> they were really good live. I have I saw them that one time in I'm like... surprised only three times. Oh, two. Yeah, I know. See, when I got into them, it was late 90s, around the time, I believe it was right before Something the Right Home About came out or right after it came out. They came through Sacramento at... Bojangles, and I wanted to go, but my parents wouldn't let me. That's a, a so you were like 16, 17? Yeah, yeah. Something like that? I don't think I had been to Bojangles yet, and they were like, it's a bar. I should have just said, I'm going over to, I'm going to go over to Josh's house and then go, gone to the Right. Show. But I don't know. I wasn't smart enough to think about, think of that. What now, what would you say are like the top 45 shows you ever saw at Bojangles? <laughs> The top 45? How about the top, like, I don't know, four? I mean, I guess if you only want to give, you know, the best of the best, okay. I'll listen. Uh, but the my favorite show that I ever went to at Bojangles was Newfound Glory. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Sum 41 was there. Okay. And then All Saves right. the Day. And then Face to Face. That was a very face to good face. show. They came up on a podcast I was listening to, uh, hosted by Matt Pryor, oh. uh, where he was talking with Skiba mm-hmm. about Alkaline Trio. Oh. Um, but uh, yeah, they I guess you know one of them had toured with Face to Face. Yeah, well, they were coming up on that tour. Alkaline Trio was one of the other bands that was supposed to be there, but they didn't play all the dates and so i didn't get to see alkaline trio which is a bummer that is a bummer some 41 yeah not a not a huge fan yeah. but like i don't know i don't hate them i don't hold any like animosity towards i them. don't really know much about them i just remember being disappointed that they were playing in between uh newfound glory and saves the day yeah saves the day hmm. mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> that shows on YouTube if you want to watch it. Have you already checked to see if you can see yourself? Uh, yeah, and you can. Okay, I might watch it. Okay. Well, you can kind of see like the silhouette of the back of my head, and you can see my arm going like this. Oh, I've I've seen the back of your head a plenty <laughs> to know how to pick it out of a dark lineup. Uh, what year would this have been? Uh, this was ninety nine. I think some 41 and 99 this was so this was before anyone gave a shit about some 41 right this was like yeah i mean they were opening for saves the day like this was right before the self-titled newfound glory album came out because i saw them again like a month later after the album came out and they were headlining but so like fat lip was what like their first giant song yeah and that would not have been out yet, I don't believe. I think it was. 
Really? Was that the 90s? No, that was 01. Oh, never mind. Oh. Well, at least when it released on their album, All Killer, No Filler. Uh, uh, maybe it was out on a, you know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was like 2000 when I saw this show, but I thought it was 99. Dante left. He's going to get some tea. Hey, Dante. So it was uh, 03? I'd, I'd like to formally apologize uh, on the date of the time I saw Face to Face Saves the Day, Sum 41, and Newfound Glory was September 25th, 2000. September 25th? Yes, in the year 2000. Was Fat Lip? Were they playing Fat Lip at that time? I don't fucking know. I was. Sta- I, this is this is an impersonation of me watching Sum 41 play at Bojangles on September 25th of the year 2000. Please describe for our listening audience. And then it's just kind of uh, sitting there, arms crossed, uh, shoulders slumped, eyes sort of, oh, he's yawning now. Now he's doing it for dramatic effect, though. He doesn't really yawn like that, so you know he wants some 41 to see it. (laughs) He's jealous because he knows eventually Avril's going to date that guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway... (laughs) That was our Sum 41 segment. <laughs> anyway, Get Up um, Kids played at Bojangles, and I didn't get to go, and I'm very sad about it. Incorrect. The uh, The best show you ever saw at Bojangles was uh, me. It wasn't called Bojangles. What, it was the same stage, was it not? Mm, I guess technically. Okay. I don't know if they uh, changed the stage or not. They got rid of the cages. I did not know there were cages. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What was in the cages? Uh, dancers. No. You could dance in the cages. In the silver spoon. <laughs> little pop. I was going to go with, you could dance if you want to. <laughs> you could dance in the cages. Um, four times. I've been, I went to Bojangles four times. Reggie in the full effect, Danny. Reggie in fucking full effect. I never really liked them. We've, we've discussed this as well. Yes, but what I did not realize, and this is insane to me, mm-hmm. there's six albums. Do they really have six albums? There's six wow. albums. Like, there were there were albums, I think maybe two of the albums came out in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Like, I did not, I thought it was like this like weird one-off thing in the mid-aughts, Songs Not to Get Married to. That was like their fourth album, or yep. his fourth album, yeah. I should say. Um, But... So here's where Coalesce comes up. Mm-hmm. Members of. Let me read you this snippet from Wikipedia, okay? okay. Are you paying attention? I am paying attention. I'm just looking up to see how many times I've seen Reggie in the full effect. The answer is three. Okay. So you like Reggie in the full effect? I like two Reggie in the full effects albums. Reggie and the full effect albums, yes. Okay. Fair. Uh, I did not know there was two to like. <laughs> but all right, here we go. In 1997, Coalesce played a music festival in Wilkes Bar, Pennsylvania with fellow Kansas Cityans, the Get Up Kids. Mm-hmm. At the end of Coalesce's set, they began smashing all of their equipment, and James picked up his floor tom and threw it into the audience, hitting a girl on the head. Mm. Someone picked it up and tried to steal it, so James began chasing him along with the Get Up Kids guitarist, Jim Suptic. Mm-hmm. They started talking, and Suptic invited James to hang out with the rest of the band. Thus is the origin story 
for how James joined the Get Up Kids. Didn't know that. We also don't know whatever happened to that girl he hit on the head. Yep, yep. And we also don't know why James isn't in the band anymore. Oh, really? There's some mystery. Mystery. What a weird detail to include Mm -hmm. if you're not going to follow up. Yeah. (laughs) What a weird detail to include and not include detail about. Yeah, I guess that's that's very true. Yeah, the main takeaway is someone picked up the drum and tried to steal it. Well, then if you... Don't throw your drum set in the audience, then. That's kind of on you. It's pretty normal at shows. Uh, If the band is to throw something into the crowd, Mm -hmm. it's the crowds now. it belongs to them. Especially if Um, it's a fucking giant floor tom. It's a weapon. Take it. Yeah, that's insane. But uh, I just, that really, um, much like the floor tom to that girl, Mm -hmm. that struck me. All right, la- last bit of okay. uh, of uh, banter or uh, preamble here. Mm-hmm. Matthew Pryor, uh-huh. the primary songwriter, yep, lead vocalist. Mm-hmm. I did not realize he was the new Amsterdam's. That is true. A you know a, a band and artist, whatever. I never really listened to, but it always known of mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. uh did not realize there was a connection there also but you know that's fine i'm probably never going to listen to them but more interested in this have you ever played his children's music for han and lassa surprisingly no the terrible twos i just read he makes children's music yeah yeah surprisingly no have you listened to it surprisingly no Actually, not surprisingly, because I've only listened to like one New Amsterdam's album. And and how do we feel about New Amsterdam's? It's okay. It's not good. It's just, it's it's all acoustic. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. So okay, but let's let's look at Matt. Is it Matt or Matthew? I feel like he probably goes by Matthew. Uh, I I think he goes by Matt. Just Matt, because he has a solo album out. Matt Pryor. Hmm. So he's not a true emo. If you're truly emo, you go by your. <laughs> Your right, on your birth your <laughs> So anyway, where does Matthew rank? Where does he belong mm-hmm. on the pantheon of emo heroes? He's pretty high up there. But I feel like of said pantheon, he is the most accessible. He's, he feels very like down to earth he feels like one of the most like yeah we'll hang out with you kind of guy he seems the least mythic yes yes that's a much better way of putting it um no i just think it's different i just think it's different i don't think it's better and and you know infinite more about him and his aura Mm -hmm. than i do but like you know, before coming into this, I knew of the Get Up Kids, but it's not like he was this figure that I had always known of. So, yeah, I'm not sure what it is. I don't know what makes, what prevented him from being that. But, yeah, I, you know, people hold, you know, the Kinsellas mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in this, like, crazy high regard. And not to say that people don't hold Matt Pryor in high regard, but it's just... Yeah, I guess like you said, he's just he's kind of like a dude. Yeah. More so than like a 
an emo legend. Mm. I have a very hard time going up to talk to people just in general. But when it comes to like people I look up to in bands and stuff, even harder of a time. Like we saw, um, this is not a band I look up to at all, but we saw Cold War Kids play at Harlow's. But two of the members of Murder City Devils were roadieing for them. And Interesting. Yeah, it was very strange. And then I was like, I want to talk to them and be like, why are you roadieing for this not very good band? So you just like recognized them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like all starstruck and stuff, even though these are just regular people. Um, but I feel like with I feel like Matt Pryor, I'd be able to get off get up enough guts to like go like, hey, how's it going? Like that kind of thing with Matt. But if it were right. like Tim Kinsella or Bob Nana or I don't know, some some other like emo giant or like Davey Von Bolin or whatever, I I'd be like I don't know what to say. I I I mean I definitely get that. In those situations, for me, it's it's not like I don't know what to say. It's like I'm gonna assume this guy already even if he doesn't come across as pretentious or something, I'll just assume because he's, you know, in my mind on this like crazy high emo pedestal, mm-hmm. he he already thinks uh, I'm I'm not worth his time. Sure, sure, sure. Or or he's like such a weird, you know, artsy guy. He's just gonna be like it's gonna be like talking to a different species. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because we just don't <laughs> speak the same language. Um, so. I, I kind of understand that, but yeah, I would just be like, oh, it's not, well, and also, what, what do you want out of that interaction? I don't know. I I don't know. I've just lost all interest in, yeah, going up and talking to people, like, oh, hey, I, I like you, and then they're like, yeah, I know, that's why you're at my concert. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, uh-huh, okay, <laughs> like, wh- what... Yeah. Oh, I talked to this guy and he said, and he said, thanks. And then try to find a way to leave. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. I I just, I don't know what, I'm just not that, that great of a wordsmith as anyone who's ever listened to this podcast would know. But like, I wouldn't know what the fuck to talk about other than uh, I like your band. And I'm sure they don't want to talk about that. Right. Uh, it seems like a lot of celebrities that are good at talking with fans, it's always said that they make it about the fan and they ask the fan questions, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. what do you do, you know, all and stuff like that. But, well, I would be too embarrassed to tell <laughs> any, you know, cool artist what I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. If like, if Nico Case was like, what do you do? I'd be like, don't fucking worry about it. Mind your own business. Like. <laughs> Where the fuck you get off asking me questions like that? Would you like to talk about some songs? Sure. Which song would you like to talk about first? Let's start, I guess, with the first song on our playlist. Predictable. My, yeah, I'm going to go for it. My all-time favorite Get Up Kids song, Boy, I Hope You Like It, off of their 7-inch split with the anniversary, Central Standard Time. Before. Yeah, I 
Sick-ass intro, little drum intro. I love it. I like this song quite a bit. Good. Um, should, do you want, should I go get the seven-inch record? It's in this room somewhere. <laughs> oh, it, if there has to be any time taken to search for it, then no. <laughs> so first off, Central Standard Time. Mm-hmm. It's what everybody thinks I live in. But <laughs> it's don't. true. That's true. Because nobody knows that we got four time zones in uh, the mainland United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm in the one people forget about. <laughs> but it is the time zone of Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where are the bands from? Yeah. Who to thunk? Am I stupid for hearing? Now, please don't get mad. I have not. I have not heard this band in probably ten plus years. Okay. It's just f- from my memory. Okay. Am I stupid for hearing some Ataris? In this song, maybe just in the vocals, I'm not sure. Like I said, it's been forever since I've heard any Ataris, and mm-hmm. I don't even think I listened to good Ataris. I listened to the album with the, the yeah, cover song. Yeah, that's come up before. Um, right. Why do we talk about the Ataris so I, often? I don't know. Uh, I mean, yes and no. Like Chris Rose's voices is ter- like awful compared to Matt Pryor's. Um, <laughs> And I mean, they're both like, you know, quote unquote emo bands, but Ataris are more on the pop punk side of things. But sure, why not? Okay. Well, here's the thing. Even if it's wrong, Mm -hmm. it's that's what happened. It popped into your head. It popped in. Yep. Um, You you, you mentioned the intro. Um, I wasn't going to play it. Did you want to play anything from the early stages of of the song? Uh, As you know, I took notes Actually, no, don't lie, Danny. Don't be a liar, dude. Come on. You have timestamps. Uh, my first timestamp is at 55 seconds, though I do talk about some things. Before that, A, the drum fill at the intro. It's got a bell hit. You know I love a bell hit. You do love a bell hit. And the first line of the song, Cold October Fall. That's a line for Dante right there. Yeah, I felt it. I w- was wearing a sweater for must. must. <laughs> For much of this playlist. I mean, we are in November now. But I gave you the playlist in October. That's true. Don't think I listened to it in October. Um, But it still very much fits. It is still cold. It's still cold. It has not warmed back up in November. It's, you know, it's funny you say the Ataris. Is it Ataris or Ataris? (laughs) I'm not sure. I've, I've never, I've never heard someone say it. Just read it. Um. You say they're more on the pop. There's a kid. One hour later. So uh, Ataris are on the more pop punk side or something like that? You, you, you said they're more on the pop punk side, whereas mm-hmm. uh, Get Up Kids are more on the emo side. Though this playlist kind of ebbs and flows to me in terms of songs that are more on the emo side and songs that are a little bit more on the pop punk side. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like they are kind of... They're certainly more, I agree, more on the emo side, but they're never, I never feel like they're fully, as a band, Mm -hmm. 
this is only a five song snapshot, though apparently a lot of what I'm missing is country. So I don't know how that would affect, <laughs> you know, the the overall average or whatever. <laughs> sure, sure. But um, yeah, I, I, I had trouble like kind of like wrapping my head around, you know, what they were always going for. Because I listen to one song and be like, OK, I think I think I get what they're doing. And this is definitely on the emo er side mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of things. But yeah, like you said, they don't get they don't get tappy, they don't get mathy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there might be one song where I'm hearing an emo jazz chord. Ooh. I I mean I don't know obviously, but maybe Possibly. we'd have to Possibly. we'd have to call Matt and ask. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the, this was like right when the song started, I was kind of like, okay, I can. Mm, I I'm, I yeah, yeah, I yeah. know I can find a way into this band. Mm-hmm. Like it was very familiar to me, even though I had never heard them before. Um, and I also started wondering if that's because they've probably influenced so many bands that I have heard. Yeah, possibly. They're extremely influential. Um, my first timestamp is at 58 seconds, Ooh. so right after years. So um, I, I I got it queued up, but I can go back to to 55 to incorporate. I don't want to om- omit those three seconds that you've... <laughs> Let's go for it. Let's go for it. It's kind of nice to have like that the first chorus be the short chorus, you know, where it's just, mm-hmm. you know, one stanza of your, of your lyrics or whatever. But I love the I really like the, uh, the line, um, there's dividing lines between, is it East and standard time? I think that's what he says. Yes. I, I like the line for one, just like the lyric on face value. And I like the way it's delivered. It's like, it's a very cool, like vocal delivery mm-hmm. and, and melody mm-hmm. on that part. And there's a couple times where he delivers lines in pretty distinct ways that, yeah, just make, I don't know. I think oftentimes that's why certain bands make it and certain bands don't like, yeah, we're all playing the same power chords. Most of us. <laughs> yes. Um, but if you're able to differentiate yourself by this one thing, that is why your band might stick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think Matt's, uh, lyrics and delivery is, is absolutely. certainly part of that. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So, okay. Question here. Mm-hmm. W- what is your history with long distance relationships? Never across a different time zone. Uh, I, I did date a girl, uh, who first lived in the Bay Area and then she moved to L.A. to get farther away from me. Uh, but we continued to date for a little while. And she, it's very hard to escape you. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that was the long distance relationship. Not recommended. Yeah, agreed. Uh, bad idea. Mm-hmm. Always. Uh, my girlfriend right now lives a little more than two hours away and... Uh, only because I'm an adult with gas money can it sort of work. Sure, sure. I've done where I was in Sacramento and she was in Chicago. <whistles> that uh, and do you know where she was? The Midwest. Central Standard Time. Well, uh, also the Midwest. <laughs> yep, both correct. <laughs> I've done where I was in Wyoming and she was in Sacramento. Wow. Um, I don't. Am I, have I done any? Other. Yeah, I mean, I kind of did a uh, 
I was in Colorado. She was in Utah, which are bordering states, but uh, mm-hmm. they're big states. Yeah, yeah. And I was all the way on one side of my state. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're terrible. Yep. They breed. They any minor like thing, like m- any minor issue that can come up, will be magnified tenfold because of the distance. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Not good. And I feel like our first two songs are sort of about distance. Yeah. I, they're kind of spiritual companion pieces (laughs) and I didn't know if that was done on purpose or, or not, but, uh, I, I kind of figured maybe just back then this is what they had to write about. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I mean, you live in Kansas city, nobody wants to live there. So you got to write about your girlfriend who lives somewhere else. Right. Yeah, there wasn't a ton of songs about dying to be in Kansas City. <laughs> Though he he kind of does say that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I wish I had heard this song before I tried to make all these uh, doomed long-distance relationships work. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he sings a line, uh, A tree in Nichols Park, I carved a broken heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, kids, don't fucking do that. Yeah, yeah, not a good idea. It's bad for the tree. Mm-hmm. It's it's fucking hack. Mm-hmm. Anyway, like that's really lame and cliche. Do like you can carve things in your leg, you can carve things in your friend. Don't, don't, don't carve. No, no. Leave. This is not a pun, but leave trees alone. And you're in a park. You're in Nichols Park. There's probably a park bench. If you really mm-hmm. want to carve into wood, park bench. There's probably a fountain full of the namesake Nichols, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. you can buy a notebook, take those Nichols and buy a notebook <laughs> and write about it. Draw your broken heart. Yes, yes. This, the song has, it also has a lyric. Um, I, I looked it up because I heard the word song <laughs> in in the line. He said, it, it's uh, every song, um, something like pouring out. What is, what is the line? Every song. This is your favorite Get Up Kids song. So between between East and Standard Time. Okay. Promise me you'll still be mine. All right, now get to the part (laughs) that has the lyric I'm talking about. (laughs) Uh, I can't fucking find it. I got it. He says, as I doubt all of the pages I pour out. Not a criticism by any means... We've all done this. You have a song, I'm sure. You have a song written in a notebook mm-hmm. about writing a song in a notebook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did that. Every every person in the world did that. He was, what, like 20 maybe when the song... In his 20s. I, I, he was in his 20s. Yeah, he was in his 20s. I, I saw one of them. I think um, James, the uh, the drum chucker... Um, I think he was born in 76, so I just kind of assumed they were all around there. But, uh, it's just, that's just a very, a very emo thing Mm -hmm. to write a song about writing songs or write a song about how you don't want to write songs about Mm -hmm. this anymore and all that stuff. Um, but again, this was like, oh, I'm back in my comfort zone here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, even though I didn't listen to a ton of this type of emo when I was a kid, or really any of this type of emo, I I was probably onto the people that were influenced by them, mm-hmm. or even the people who were influenced by the people who were influenced by mm-hmm. 
this is just to illustrate our um, enormous generation gap. Yep. yep. But it, it oh oh, which is to say, this was very relatable, like right away. Mm-hmm. Um, then the the last thing about this song, and I'm sorry, I don't have a ton of timestamps. Um, I, I hope you have a couple more because I do really like this song. But I I was kind of wrapped up in the lyrics. Mm-hmm. He has so this song is all about him having reservations about long distance, mm-hmm. right? I said I minded distance, meaning uh, not a good idea. <laughs> distance owned us from the very start. There's dividing lines. But then he says, so promise me. So it's, it's basically him saying, I have all of these reservations, but we're going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't have done it, bro. Yeah, shouldn't have done it. I mean, shouldn't I, I would have done the same thing, but yeah, you shouldn't have done it. <laughs> Yeah, we we all still do it, even though we yeah, know better. Yeah. Um, will this will this come between us? Uh, unequivocally, yes. <laughs> As I doubt all of the pages I pour out when our doubts become regret. Okay, so he knows he's going to regret mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. Don't ever, don't ever forget my only. You own me. If I, I don't know that those last words mean anything. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Do you know what, like, does that mean anything? Or those are just kind of like nice words to fill in some space? Uh, yeah, probably my only, you own me, if you'd only see. I think just trying to, I think he was trying to get to the, if you, 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 you'd you only see, but you know, you mm-hmm. gotta, you gotta get there. Oh, totally. Yeah. the next part I want to play is right after that. Um, so which part, which part there was your, the, the best or your favorite? Uh, the part where it picks up there, because uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of clean, you know, a little broken up guitar uh, for the for the beginning of the song, but then he hits that distortion pedal or turns up the volume all the way or whatever, and it kicks in there. I just, I've always loved that part. And he, he ra- you know, jumps up in range and everything too. I, I really do think the chorus is the the best part of the song, but there's there's no, uh, you know, you're not tapping your finger waiting for the chorus to get there. The whole thing's good. Yeah. yeah. And of course, you know I love a bridge that leads into a good final chorus. We've forgotten how she says, will this come between us as I chorus it's a great bridge overall i wish the synth was louder i believe if my lore remembering get up kids lore is correct this is the first song they recorded with james deweese and so i don't think they were they had quite figured out the mix correct yet 
because he's he played synth in the band and uh you can hear it but it's a little quiet it's like that first uh uh, Motion City soundtrack song you gave me, where the synth was a little too oh, quiet as yeah. well. But yeah, great bridge. I I cut out the the bass part because it's kind of you know whatever. Who cares about bass? Yeah, I I was thinking of maybe doing a bit about playing that song and being like, now see what he's doing here, is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, because I just couldn't it. figure it out though. Oh no, it's beyond me. <laughs> Yeah, good song. Uh, not my favorite on the playlist, so we are not going to share even momentarily a favorite Get Up Kids song. Okay. okay. But uh, a good start. Yes. All right. The second song on the playlist Danny procured for mm-hmm. me, uh, it's the title track off the 1997 EP, A Newfound Interest in Massachusetts. I found I do not know how to spell. <laughs> Me neither. But I don't know how to spell many things, so it really feels like there it should end E S, but it doesn't. It's just T T S. Massachusetts. Mass a chew sets. S E T T S. Um this song has well, there's another song that maybe kind of rivals it, but I think as far as we consider to be like tappy autumn Midwestern emo, mm-hmm. this song has the most of that yes. in, especially in the guitar intro and like the tone. Yeah. Like I was saying before, they, it feels like they kind of go back and forth between a little emo. And then the next song I would say is a little more on the pop punk side yeah. of, of the spectrum. Um, certainly wouldn't define them as pop punk, but uh, yeah, this again is on the emo side and that's, quite all right with Mm me Mm -hmm. thought it was curious it's a three and a half minute song almost a minute goes by before there's any lyrics yeah yeah which again fine one of the first lyrics is uh about moving east Mm -hmm. boy howdy do emo kids love directions they do (laughs) directions time zones they they get a compass they get a map and they're like let's write a song uh, and we are also two for two in terms of the word heart being used in the <laughs> lyrics. Wouldn't be surprised if it's in all of these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't know that I, I kept a running tally, but I... Is it in the last song? I can't remember it in the last song. Mm, um, maybe not. They're older by the last song, so that, you know, hearts are overrated the, by that point. Yeah, we're, we're all dead inside yeah. by that point. <laughs> I'm going to play... Well, I, my first timestamp is uh, at about a minute and a half. Do you have anything before that, since that's so far into the song? Uh, 129. That you'd like to play? <laughs> How do we do this? We're <laughs> off by three seconds. Okay, I'm, I'm going to drop it to 129. Okay. Uh, my, my note for this was just, I really love the guitar tone. And like I don't know that it's anything special, it's just, but it's kind of like standard 
emo teen guitar. Yeah, yeah, it's just that it's just that Fender twin amplifier, and you know you you use the foot switch to click that distortion on, and you're good to go. It's all you need. Cut it off right at my next timestamp. Just, just imagine nineteen-year-old Danny driving around in a uh, kind of purpley maroon Jeep Cherokee, Jeep Grand Cherokee, delivering pizza, just screaming that line at the top of his lungs. Uh, thankfully, the pizza was in a box in my trunk; uh, otherwise, it would have just been covered so in saliva and tears. That is a good thing. Yeah, you were one of those weird pizza places that didn't carry them just open. Uh, as was the the fat at the time. Yep, yep. You were you worked at an old fashioned place, I guess. So I like the squeal because it it sounds like a voice cracking just yeah, for a yeah. second before the distortion hits, which is very yeah. cool. Okay, so I I want to we're gonna dissect this eighteen year old's <laughs> lyrics. Okay. So I I think I think what it is is that she's in Massachusetts mm-hmm. while he's still in KC, mm-hmm. correct? I believe so. So he's saying they're gonna share they're gonna watch the same sunsets to the west, mm-hmm. but like when he misses her, he's gonna look east. Mm-hmm. Which is I I don't know why it matters what way you look, man. It's just the sky. <laughs> but... Wait, wait, hold on. On Danny, I feel I feel uh, really far away from you. <laughs> they didn't have Zoom back then, Dante. Uh, yeah, but uh, did they have a fucking clue? <laughs> like the board game, maybe. Yeah, I I wasn't sure at first if like he he had went east because he kind of. I mean, he hints at that he's thinking about mm-hmm. it in the very beginning of the song. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering, if, like, oh, maybe he had went east, but then, like, he misses home and the distance is, like, kind of pulling him back to Kansas City to be with her, like, if she was in Kansas City. But then I w- realized that she was probably already there on the East Coast, blah, blah, blah. Um, whatever. You, you're, okay, my next timestamp is also where I cut it off. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Yeah. This is yeah. working out perfectly. Here we go. So we're right at 201. Compliments to the drummer of this band. He always stays in the pocket, doesn't do anything that flashy, but every once in a while he'll do something really cool, and I love it. What what does he... First of all, um, 
uh, <laughs> octave chords. Octave chords, palm uh, muting. Love it. Yeah. It, it It's like the, the greatest hits of all of the guitar moves <laughs> I knew. Of, sorry, of both of the guitar moves I knew <laughs> back then. Um, I've since uh, learned maybe like three maybe, more. I don't know. Maybe. Um, what does he mean by... So he says, and uh, and when I doubt, I'll look east and lock my heart in this brass box to newfound mass. I'm breaking off, but this is my home. What does he mean by I'm breaking off? Like he's like he's breaking ties with Kansas City, even though he's always going to like consider it his home or something. I have no idea. He was he was probably 18 when he wrote this and. I'll give him the that uh, boy. Do I love to sing along to these lyrics, even though I don't know what they mean exactly. Yeah, no, I I'm not saying I don't like them or they're silly or anything. I'm just trying to figure out what exactly he he might mean because it's it's atypical for musicians for for white musicians with guitars <laughs> to like really stand for their home. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Norm- Especially emo we've, musicians. We've, they want to get out of this. We've town. watched that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that's that kind of was. It was a nice little like. Yeah, I want to go experience some things, but this is always going to be my home, yeah. you guys. You yeah. know that. Like, <laughs> that's nice. What a nice boy. Uh, it's great. I love it. I love the palm muting, and when he says, "Lock my heart in this brass brass box," boy, eighteen year old Danny loved that shit. I'll do that too. I don't need to know what it means, but I'll do that. Danny was ready <laughs> to do with his heart whatever any slightly older musician mm-hmm, told him mm-hmm, to. Exactly. But hey, do you know why, even if you love home, sometimes you have to leave it? Why? Because you can't write home from home. It's true. It's only when you travel far away that you'd have something to write home about. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to talk about the next song? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so this is something to write home something about. Something to write home about from 1999. Uh-huh. The robot one. Red Letter Day. What did you just say so enthusiastically? I introduced the song. So was it hard to pick just one song off this album? Oh, it was very hard to pick one song off this album. I could have picked uh, pretty much any of them and been happy. It was down to two. Action and action was okay. the other mm-hmm. pick. But I went, I went with the suggestion of my friends Cody and Harjeet. Because they both immediately picked Red Letter Day over Action and Action. Kind of curious what Action and Action sounds like. It sounds. No, I'm, sounds I'm, good. I'm not asking. Okay, <laughs> I was going to say I'm not asking for like a verbal description of it. 
Well, it starts what, on a C chord. What, there's no way you would know that. Nope. <laughs> this is my least favorite song on the playlist. What? Yeah, I was surprised too. I thought. I thought, I thought robot song for sure. I would love it. How? Uh, it's not bad. It's not bad. It just without obviously without knowing the Get Up Kids in depth. This seems like yeah. I hear that UFO it, as well. It is dark outside, and someone is leaf blowing right now. What the fuck? Uh, Garrett. I don't get. It. Wait, is that a person? I thought Leaf Garrett was a person. Leaf. Oh, yeah, I get it now. Who's Garrett? Leaf Garrett. You're ruining my podcast. It was sheer perfection yeah, that, before. That's our job. <laughs> oh my uh, god, Dante, I'm disappointed. Well, well, let me try to explain what I was trying to say before um, we were so rudely interrupted. It it sounds like an aggressive moo. <laughs> the song or uh, nah, the song's not the song's not that interesting. Um, <laughs> is like some husband gonna get in trouble if he doesn't do this today because he told his wife <laughs> he would probably. What? Anyway, uh-huh. my lord. Um, of all of the songs on this playlist, mm-hmm. this song seems the most like it could have been written and performed by another band. Hmm. It, it seems just kind of the least interesting, the least distinct to me. Um, just a little generic in, in ways that I was very surprised. Okay. It's, it's such a good song. It got its own EP, the red letter day EP. I even made a I, I, I made a pun about it on that old episode. Red Letter Day EP. Yeah, it was a red letter day when I heard that EP or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Your pun was uh, saying the name twice. <laughs> yep, I'm a punny motherfucker. Um, do I detect some Moog? You in sure this song? do, my friend. That's our buddy James Deweese. Uh, although he's not in the band anymore, under. Uh, kind of mysterious circumstances, so maybe he's not our buddy. Okay, so what are you kind of beating around here? Uh, one day, the Get Up Kids posted on Instagram and Facebook uh, that James DeWeese is no longer in the band uh, with no explanation and comments turned off. And and James offered no... Nope. I even looked it up on a Wikipedia to see if any explanation ever came out, but no, nothing. So it seems like it's possible that he uh, got off easy and he knows it, so he just doesn't want to talk about it because he's like, uh, it's like instead of getting fired, mm-hmm. uh, we, we've mutually parted ways. <laughs> sure, is, sure. is that the, the maybe the, the worry or something? Uh, yeah, I mean, my, my worry is that He's not in the band anymore for bad re- bad man reasons. Uh, right. Now, do you think that he's like hard right wing? No, no. I don't think it's anything like that. I think it's more of... Um... Hey, everybody. Editing Danny here. 
this is the point in the podcast where I get into completely unfounded speculation uh, with zero evidence of anything that James Deweese has ever said or done. So I'm just going to cut it all out and move on. Okay, thanks. Bye. Yeah, I feel like maybe we shouldn't just be throwing that around. Okay, let me it's just completely unfounded. Hold on one second. Let me just get a. I don't know. And we got it. Cool. Okay. <laughs> Let's leave that all in. <laughs> well, fuck. I'm going to play some timestamps then since you hated this song. I did not say I hated it. The worst song you've ever heard? On this playlist. You want to hear some good synthesizer? Uh, let's just listen to Red Letter Day. Maybe they found out that that girl he hit with the tom died. And they had to uh, distance themselves from that. <laughs> Maybe. Jesus Christ. And take that off your Wikipedia. What the fuck? <laughs> we can see. You can see who wrote that. It was you. Wee, uh, yes. wee, wee, wee. You the, know, uh, the, the, the synth is good. Yeah, it is good. It's really good. And one more time stamp and then we'll move on from Dante's least favorite song he's ever heard. If you want to try, try to forget it. I'll say it's over. I'm gone. We're loyal like brothers just as we're so great it's not bad i never said it was bad dante heard dante was like yeah you're yelling i'm gone i'm gone too matt Pryor. matt i'm still right here buddy (laughs) hey i got some time stamps to play as well oh thank god so here's why the song fucking sucks (laughs) (laughs) just kidding um Okay, so first, uh, I, I guess we kind of already heard this, but I'm just going to focus in on this one part. Okay. I trusted misleading promises worth repeating. How could you do this to me? And then when it comes around again, he even hits the sync style May mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even harder. Kind of hard to get past <laughs> I, I thought of Justin Timberlake's, uh, like, 17-year-old face every time. <laughs> and then, here, I'll, I'll just pick it up from that part in, like, eight, let's see. Uh, I, will, I will scrub ahead a little bit. So after he says, get what you deserve, mm-hmm. there's this little guitar part. I'm sure you get what you deserve. What is that? Just a little, little baby lead. I, I just kind of feel like they're like, oh, we need some guitar there. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's, it's just nothing. It's, I don't know. It bothered me every time. It seemed so unnecessary to me. I like the synth. I think the chorus is fine. But yeah, I, and again, maybe because so many other bands 
copied them mm-hmm. or inspired mm-hmm. by them. Maybe I've heard this course or this song a lot of times yeah. without knowing it. It just didn't, it, it wasn't anything special to me. I should have told you, I wonder if you would feel any differently or, or it would be exactly the same if I had you listen to the uh, EP version because it's a little raw-er uh, and there's no synthesizer on it because it was hmm. recorded before James joined the band, I believe. Um, yeah. But it's a little bit uh, less produced or whatever you want to call that. So I don't know. I, I don't know if there would be any difference in your opinion on the song if you heard that version of it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I, I like the synth. I think the synth is a good touch mm-hmm. um, and fits in the song. So I, I may have missed that element of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. But not the song. Let's move on to probably the song that uh, most Get Up Kids uh, fans are wondering why the fuck I put this song on here. Oh, interesting. I'm I'm delighted to hear about this like fan infighting. <laughs> it's, it's nothing like that. It's just a weird choice. Uh, off of Four Minute Mile, the semester that just ended ish. We're right in the middle of it. The semester that we're in the middle of right now, but you know, volleyball season's over, so I assumed it ended. Fall semester. <laughs> This is a four minute mile, but that intro seemed like a marathon. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to pick a song where Jim sang because on every album he sings a song. And I wanted to pick a song off of this album. I had already picked the perfect song off of something to write home about. <laughs> and then your friends convinced you otherwise. <laughs> Uh, and so I went with, with a fall semester, Jim's song off of, uh, four minute mile, which is a great song in, in one man, one man's opinion, this man right here, but maybe I should have picked his song off of something at home about, which was, uh, the one that Harjeet was like, no 10 minutes to downtown. What the fuck? That's a Jim song. It's just called 10 minutes. But okay, awesome. so action and action and action is not a gym no, song. No. Okay. Well, let me tell you, Danny. Uh, I really, really like this song. It's good. It's a really good song, mm-hmm. and I'm glad you included it. Sweet. Um. So I don't know, mm-hmm. but I wonder if maybe where it was getting kind of loud and crunchy there mm-hmm. between the mm-hmm. soft noodly parts, if those were emo jazz chords we were hearing. Maybe. 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 We could find out so easily. I don't think so. That's, I mean, I don't have his phone number or anything. <laughs> hey, Matt, could you, uh, could you FaceTime us and play this song? Oh, is it, would, it would probably it be, be Jim. Would it be It'd Jim? Probably Jim. Jim. Yeah. Jim. Jimbo. Um, Jimbalaya. Okay. Oh, why didn't I put a, uh, 
Okay, I oh never mind. I I put my timestamps all like out of. Oh wait, I'm confusing myself so much. <laughs> so I have a timestamp from this song uh-huh. that references a timestamp from another song, Ooh. and th- there's too many numbers on one line. It was very confusing okay. to me. Okay. Okay. So let me just say this. Not until I read the lyrics, which was maybe the last quarter of my times listening to the song, mm-hmm. did I realize that this is a dad song. Is I it? think. Well, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I guess I should ask how you interpreted this song. Um, I don't know. I figured it was about a girl or something. That's what we would hope, <laughs> right? Um, but if if I tried, would you still call me son? So that oh, first line right, where right, he references right, right, himself right. as son, unless... Unless this is a typo, and he's like referring to himself as the center of our universe, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. possibly or our solar system, I should say. Um, and so maybe he's talking to God. I don't know. Um, but Honestly, I, I think it's. I've, I have n- never read the lyrics to this song, and I don't even know if I knew he said, "Would you still call me son?" <laughs> Had you listened to the song before it was on the playlist? Uh, Today, yeah, for the first time, yes. Okay. I don't know why, but when I... Oh, I do know why. But when I found out, at least in my opinion, that this was a dad song, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was kind of like, boo, dad songs. Not a big fan. I get it. I would just rather not think about it. Mm -hmm. Write about girls. (laughs) I um, I love how... I think it's after the first chorus. I'm at 120. Where's your first timestamp? Uh, 128. Okay, mine's at 120. So cool. Hit me with I'll it. I'll just I'll just play that. I will. We can keep going, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I really like how things get so like thin yeah. and delicate, mm-hmm. um, and but not in that standard loud, quiet, loud mm-hmm. type of way. Uh, this and a newfound interest in Massachusetts are definitely the most emo songs yeah. on this playlist, um, which is why they are one and two in some order in my heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So to any, uh, what band is this? The Get Up Kids fans that are wondering why Fall Semester is on this playlist? Uh, because Danny's my friend. Yeah. And he knows me. I knew you would like And I like, like this song. Noodly little instrumental part. And it's like all yeah. picky. And yeah. It's got Dante written all it's, over it. Except for the dad parts. Well, um, I didn't know it was about dads, so. Dante doesn't have dad parts. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, the last parts of the song, would you please forgive me if I found my way home, my way back home? And then and then I think he's talking about like maybe his dad doesn't value his experiences. And again, maybe we'll find out this isn't about a dad as, at all. 
But he says, everything I see, everything I do, everywhere I've been, these mean nothing to you. Like, I don't know. Back in the 90s, did dads not want their kids to go to college or something? Like, what was, what's the big fucking deal? Uh, (laughs) But, uh, yeah. Everything is here. Did his dad own, like, you know, the family factory and his son didn't want to work? I assume this is like, dad doesn't want him wasting his time on a, making music and touring around and stuff like that. He'd want, he'd rather everything I see, everything I do, like he's touring around the country, touring around the world, like all these things he's seen and doing. Uh, and you know, dad would rather have him home working at the factory. Like you said. Okay. Well, two things about that. One, were they touring around a bunch pre 97? Oh yeah. Yeah. They've. Okay. Yeah. Yes. They toured a lot early on. And early, like how how early is early on? Uh, I mean, there's there's video of them like touring in uh, like ninety five, ninety six. Okay, like around America and stuff. And then, like they had, I mean, they had a seven inch came out come out on Sub Pop pretty early, and then probably like ninety seven or something. Ninety probably around ninety seven, like they went overseas and stuff too. So, okay. Then my, this, my second question is, uh, well, then why is the song called Fall Semester? Um, I don't know. Emo? It, it, it is emo, even though I could not tell you why. Mm-hmm. It's just like, here's another staple of emo. Um, just like the very straightforward names of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. especially like Fall when Semester it, is just a thing. Especially when it has something to do with like college or uh, seasons. If you can combine the two, buddy, a college season. Yes. <laughs> uh. Yep. <laughs> my my next timestamp is at two fifteen. All right, and this is where I'm gonna then go to a uh, a different song. And this is also uh, this this part of the song. Uh, I believe Matt is singing at this point. Okay, so it's been Jim up until this. Yeah, because when it when he's saying there's so many other things for me, uh, I'm pretty sure that's that's Matt. Okay, I know, I know, I know. The fuck, very, very brief. I want to play that one more time. I just want you to listen to like kind of the the cadence, the the rhythm. Okay of his delivery there. Are you going to bring up Sunny Day Real Estate? Because yes, it sounds like Sunny Day Real Estate. No, I'm not, but I'm, I believe that wholeheartedly. (laughs) Um, You know, for a very long time, for that part of the song, I was like, what is this making me think of? And Sunny Day probably should have come up. At one point, I thought maybe I was thinking of Ride. Mm. But what I what I landed on was this. It's just kind of that like stop start mm-hmm, mm-hmm, singing. It's again, I don't know if it's accurate, but it is what I thought. Sure, of. sure, sure, sure. Here's the problem, though. Okay. I like Fall Semester. Uh-huh. Am I wrong, but Love Spit Love might be like a top 10 all-time song. 
Like I, I like this song way more than I should. Yeah, more than you should. Yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, it's not Agreed, a bad song, great. but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I there might be in some, uh, some hyperbole there, but yeah. um, I, I really do like that song. Oh. And then I was like, oh, fuck, I kind of just want to listen to Love Spit Love right now. <laughs> can you can you finish up that uh, timestamp, please? Finally, someone, someone begging me to finish. <laughs> you got me halfway there, and you cut me off. Yeah, it does. Fucking. Uh, so is that is that Jim at the end? So no, that's Matt. That's Matt. Okay. Yeah, it's really good. Once he gets to everything I see, mm-hmm. like the, I don't know, there's something about his voice like really like strengthens. Yeah, yeah. Because a, a lot of like emo lyrics are like, it seems like they didn't put any like thought into the the rhythm or melody or like <laughs> I'm going to say some of it now and then I'm going to finish some of it right here. And it's like, there's like no real, like yeah, yeah, yeah. easily followable through line there. But once he gets to that, everything I see, everything I do, it's like, Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. That the end of this song is so fucking great. I love the like sc- screaming and the voice almost cracking there for a second or actually cracking. I don't know, but give me more of it. I just give me a bowl, fill it up. Wait, uh, let me see that again. How does how does We're it go? Fill up this bowl. <laughs> Voice crackling out, Bran. Are are you still hungry? <laughs> God damn it! I was trying to screenshot, and I think I missed every single time. <laughs> no, keep going, keep going. <laughs> no, this is tasteful. I promise. <laughs> well, at least they're having fun out there. Possibly about to have fun in here. Hey, hey, you two. What is happening? Yeah, what? Come in? Did you say come in? We'll come in. Colin, please don't chase your sister. Let's check on the status of our dinner. It just says, uh, we didn't cancel it, but we did eat it. (laughs) Uh, It's coming. It's heading our way. Yay. Woo! Food will be here soon. Close the door, please. Close the door. Love you. All right. Dan- Danny, how are you able to track the status of your pizza? Uh, through the app. Hmm. Maybe with the help of some sort it's of... connected to GPS. That GPS, I think, I, I assume. Probably connected to a satellite. I don't think anybody else even cares if all is well 
Cover of P.O.D.'s <laughs> very own Satellite. This is, what is this, like 2019? 2019. Get Up Kids finally decided to make a good album again. Problems. I didn't hear a single problem when listening to that album. So that whole album's good? Oh, yeah, I love it. It's great. Wow. I was pretty surprised to see a recent track. Mm-hmm. Because, first of all, I knew that you felt they really lost their way there for a while. Mm -hmm. And this band seems like they're so of an era, like both musically, but also like for you, like an era of your life. Um, So I thought we'd be mainly, I mean, I guess we did mainly focus on that. But um, did you always know you would include a song off Problems? Or like, did you have to sacrifice a really good old song? No, yeah. Early on, I was like, I have to include a song off Problems because... Obviously, the topic of of me not liking so many of their albums or two of their albums or whatever um, is going to come up. And the fact that they came out with an album so late in their career that I feel like is the best. It is uh, a contender with something to write home about as far as how wow. good Yeah, I said it. I said it. I'll say it again. Problems is something to write home about. (laughs) (laughs) Now, is that a at all a controversial opinion, or did Problems get a lot of old fans back? I I feel like it got a lot of old fans back, but this is um, an opinion that I have only inside my head. You've never shared this. I've never uh, done any research. Well, like I just I mean, what about like Cody and Harjeet? I think they like it. I'm going to text them right now. I know um, when I was talking to Nate about the playlist, he said that he understands why I picked this song, that that he likes it. Um, That is your wife's... uh, Hey, what are you doing? Don't do that. Coworker. I'm texting. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Your wife's um, coworker. Yes, yes, air quotes, please. That is That would be my name if I was the uh, Fuhrer of a grammatically correct society. Is that, I don't know, does that work? Sure, air quotes? Sure. <laughs> oh, I got so much fucking fur okay. on the sweater now. Ooh. Uh, en natural, huh? What does that mean? Uh, so yeah, we'll see if, uh, either of those two dudes tell me what they think of the album problems. I think it's great. Uh, I really enjoyed the album. Uh, satellite is the opener off the album. It's a great way to the open in the record, uh, because it has that kind of like uh, quiet acoustic type intro. And I was like, oh, here we go again. And then distortion kicks on and it, and it fucking hits you with it. <laughs> Um, yeah, man, that chorus rips. 
yeah. course is really good. Uh, I got a response from Cody. Okay. He said, my first thought, that exists. <laughs> uh, my second thought, I guess I should listen to it. Well, okay then. <laughs> He's gone two years without knowing there was a Get Up Kids album. Yeah, yeah. Is uh, Are you and Cody the same age? He is... Uh, it, it better be at least a year, otherwise just say yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, God. He is two and a half months old. Wait, no, but the time change younger than me. <laughs> he is. Yeah, he is a couple months younger than me. Okay, cool. Uh, so he's not yet forty. He is not yet forty. Wow. Harjeet is exactly one year younger than me. Same B day. Same B day. Wow. <laughs> Uh, all right, stick arms. You got any timestamps for me? Um. Yeah. Well, besides the chorus, one. Okay. Chorus is very chorus good. Chorus is. I mean, I'll be real. Like this song, um, I would put right in the middle in terms of faves on this playlist. Okay. And that chorus is doing a lot of work. Yeah. All right. Play your timestamp, and then we can talk about Cody and Cambria. <laughs> you were about halfway through this record. Okay, I'm I'm like all the way to the end of that last uh last chorus. Ooh, I love that tremolo picking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was another one where I was like. I know this is like anybody can do that. It's not mm-hmm. like the signature of one band or anything like that, but it was reminding me of something specific. Um, okay. So like the Love Spit Love thing, I was like, is it this, is it this, is it this? And I don't know if this is correct, but I landed on Worrying by the Joy Formidable. Oh, okay. okay. The the end of that song where it kind of all explodes. Um, mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. quite a bit of that. and uh, Which is to say... I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Satellite, good song. I would definitely listen to Problems if this is indicative of what this album's about. It's a very, very good album. Even though you didn't really like Red Letter Day, I would highly recommend something to write home about. Is like yeah. a fucking amazing album. How did you miss? I don't know. Well, I guess bl- I blame your friends. You have, you have friends that are... I will blame. It is the fault of Cody and Harjeet. Yep. Can't trust them. <laughs> it's because they're young. It's because they're younger than <laughs> they're me. They're too why. young. They don't get it. <laughs> All right. So, oh, by the way, uh, do we know why flamingos are flamingos somehow problematic? Are they <laughs> symbolic of problems? Uh, no idea. Flamingo, Artist. possibly the the least thought about animal that I like. <laughs> I I never give any thought to flamingos. All right, so I, I did a little bit of research just to wrap mm-hmm. up the Get Up Kids here. Oh, first of all, uh, wh- what is the Get Up Kids? Why that? Why is that uh, their name? Don't know. Okay. Um, Don't know, but I, uh, when I first heard about them, I thought they were a ska band. Sure. Yeah, I got to say, like, I oh, I, for, I know what I forgot to ask you. Hmm. Have you ever purchased or owned anything mm-hmm. with that Smiley Balloon logo? No. Okay. It kind of yeah. It's a later, it's a later logo. Oh, is but, it? Okay. 
Yeah, yeah. Kind of creeps me out. Yeah. It doesn't seem to match the music. Mm-hmm. But that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I went to the spreadsheet today. Okay. Saw you've done a massive overhaul. Yeah, been doing some work on it. I gave 3.61 to Empire Empire. Seems low. It is. That was my thought as, as well. That needs to be amended. But okay. until we're able to pass that through and get that ratified. It's gonna be, that's going to be a topic for our anniversary episode, which we're recording tomorrow, which everyone listened to last week, I'm sure. Let's uh, let's amend some scores, buddy. Oh, me, okay. How about we do an overrated, underrated, favorite, least favorite uh, scores we gave? Like, oh, okay. I gave this okay. band too high, this band too low. Too low. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. We can try to shoehorn that in. Yeah, why not? Um, but, well, shit. <clears throat> so that means, that means yet last week, a.k.a. tomorrow, mm-hmm. I changed the score of Empire Empire. Okay, okay. Fuck, well, that changes everything. Get your calculator. Come on. I, I don't know what I'm going to bump Empire to, but so my, so here's, here's my thinking. And I feel like I, I'm gonna let someone down. So originally, Empire was at a three point a three point six one. Cody Harshit, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I was gonna put the Get Up Kids at three point six zero nine. Mm-hmm. Just one one point below Empire. Empire. Okay. Now I don't know if that's fair because they're not trying to do the same thing. Um, I, you know what, to, to be honest, I would say I like empire more than the get up kids, like more than a hundredth of a point more than the get up kids. Yeah. But also I've listened to an entire empire album multiple times. And mm-hmm. so I've, I think maybe of course I'm going to like them more, but, um, fuck anyway. So I wouldn't be surprised if I bump empire to like a 4.8 or something like that. So where does that leave mm-hmm. the get up kids? Oh man, this is I'm trying to hit a moving target here, man. I don't know. I I, I don't wanna I don't think it's fair to Empire to keep to like attach the get up kids right to their caboose. I uh, you know what? Honestly, 3.6 kind of feels right, regardless of where Empire is. I will say I'm gonna say 3.67. Okay. So Okay. Greater than what I initially gave Empire, but I don't believe where Empire truly deserves at this point. Okay, three point six seven. Yeah, we can we can revisit that next year. <laughs> sure. Yeah, this is episode one. Yeah. Sweet. Hey, everybody. Now we've talked about the Get Up Kids for a while. There's a new Coheed and Cambria song out. Uh, it's got a weird song title, as always. Yep. Uh, you uh, say it. Uh, I was afraid that was going to come. Um, Up. Right. Oh, here. I'll, we'll do every other word and I'll start. Okay. Rise. Nyanasha. Uh, <laughs> Nyanasha. Yeah. Rise, Nyanasha. Cut the cord. And we don't know anything about this song yet. Not a thing. I don't even know how long it is, though it is on. It looks like it's, it was released as a single with the song Shoulders. And I saw on Spotify, altogether, those two songs are like eight and a half minutes. So I know mm-hmm. this song isn't going to be like a long, coheed epic. Okay. Um, here's my one prediction of 
this song. Well, here's two. It's not going to yeah, be Yeah, that's I guess that's kind of the <laughs> the gimme. The other one is I wouldn't be surprised if uh the phrase cut the cord is said in some fucking embarrassing way. Probably. Yeah, probably. Whew. Oh, I Okay, join yeah, the yeah, yeah. watch together right. while you're doing that. Uh next month if you listeners are still listening and uh interested, uh we are spending the entire month of December discussing Coheed and Cambria in what we have uh, dubbed Coheed Decembria, because why not? Why? And uh, we have been way too excited about it for the last like two months or something. Because despite how we talk, uh, we really like a lot of this band. Yeah. Yeah. Like at least four albums. And I have soft spots for other songs that I... I got. We got to find a way to shoehorn that in. I got to make you listen to some. Yeah, because I've got a playlist that I that I um, curated off of that Facebook group. Yeah, yeah, Cody yeah. Cambria Facebook group. But yeah, maybe we'll have a little uh, Dante soft spot corner on that same episode. <laughs> All right, here we go with Coheed and Cambria. Uh, Rise, Naniasha, cut the cord. You don't want to watch it? Did you did you ever see that show Reboot? <laughs> yeah. I like the riff. This is okay. But it's not what you wanted. She looks deep in your eyes. She sees on the flaws and pulls you together. Gonna let me pause it. I like the. I like that. It actually reminds me of a botch riff that I always botch on the guitar. No. And yeah, that kind of like I don't know if it's a pre-chorus or whatever is kind of nice. The part that you said was 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 nice. Well, would you did you pause it in a chorus? You think I don't think we're in a chorus. Yet. I don't. I don't think okay. so. No, I don't think we're in the chorus yet. Okay. But, oh, it could but, have been pre-chorus I, then back to verse. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Okay. Here All we right. go. Say what you want, cause you could have done without that flange. the chorus it's not like a great chorus but it's it's better than shoulders I can't get through shoulders that video stinks too yeah is that a jackhammer maybe yeah I like this part that that like pull off guitar lick and the is very good like that's cool I feel like these lyrics, again, there's like just too many words in each line. He, yeah. 
But he used to manage that in their first like three albums. It, that it didn't bother. Did me. he? It didn't. Did he? I've been like making my playlist and like scrolling through lyrics. Like, is this the one with that one lyric? No, no. I know there. Oh yeah, there it but is. But I'm saying like they made it work. Like yeah, it didn't bother yeah. me, but like this just doesn't flow. There's not like lyrical rhythm here or something. Yeah. Oh my baby boy. This kind of the chorus kind of sounds like bands that Coheed influenced. I don't like now cut the cord. It's not. This is good. It's not how I was worried they would sing it though. Yeah, yeah. This part is. This is very um, the Willingwell Suite type of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. type of song here. Yeah, oh for sure. Oh, oh yeah. Run, rabbit, run! Like that song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you cry Dante it's you and I and auto tune do or die yeah the chorus isn't great the riffs on the verse and that pretty much that whole like bridge breakdown were pretty fucking rad the uh but yeah that soft part with the auto tune or whatever it was very off-putting yeah. very indicative yeah. of them just making a ton of wrong choices for the last 10 years <laughs> and just what is this just like yes we know you've seen sci-fi movies <laughs> this video should have just been like a slow pan across his dvd collection <laughs> jesus christ look at the tits on those things did you see that i did see that what the fuck? Hey, make sure the stormtroopers have like giant polygon tits. <laughs> Final chorus was a little better, but because they they added a little bit more, the the lead was more interesting. Yeah. It was better than shoulders. Agreed. Liked it a lot more than I thought I would. There is. I'll probably yeah. listen to it again and see if I can't mm-hmm. talk myself mm-hmm. into it more. But that auto tune part, I think I'm never going to be able to get past. Yeah, that's, a, yeah. that's bad, bad. Um, that's not the best. But they they were getting back to some stuff. I really like the the drums in that the like the part that I said reminded me of the Willingwell suite of songs on mm-hmm. their uh, mm-hmm. on the album four. Really like the drums there. 
Um, there's a lot of stuff that reminded me of like Coheed of the Good Old Days. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, the the lyrics, like, I just, I don't know if his lyrics have always been like this and I just didn't care before, but I feel like I can listen to the first, you know, I would say the first four albums mm-hmm. and the lyrics and the vocal delivery, I'm like, I can get behind. And after that, it's been very hit and miss and more so miss, to be honest. And like, and yeah, this song yeah, is, yeah. it's, it's miss. Yeah. Th- not as bad as I expected it to be, especially after the trash pile that is shoulders. Lyrically, I feel like every album after In Keeping Secrets, there's been at least one line or turn of phrase or something that like is just way too cringy for me. <laughs> and it's been it's been getting more and more. Yeah. Um, though I haven't really listened to the last like two albums. And it could be so, us because like on paper, you can go back to second stage and keeping secrets and find cringy phrases. Yeah, absolutely. But those albums rock so much. Maybe we just forgive it. Uh, Harjeet finally responded. He said, I've only listened to that album like once and red letter day is QAnon. I can't believe that. What? Um, I'm gonna. Is, is this why James left? Uh, oops, Harjeet. I thought you were straight edge. What? I don't get it. I don't know what he's trying to say. Red Letter Day is QAnon. Well, what What are you trying to say about the straight edge thing? Because I'm saying, like, are you? like drunk or something like oh, what you're saying doesn't make any sense. Boy, that's a, that's a leap I would not have made. Well, but, um, <sighs> yep, we're all, we're all straight edge here. <laughs> I guess. Oh, Canon. He meant to say Canon. <laughs> He's out running. That's very funny. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that you should definitely put that on, like promotional materials, red letter day equals QAnon question mark. <laughs> Just but the words red letter day and like on like a MAGA hat or whatever. Yeah. Oh well, I guess the letters are white. Yeah. Damn, yeah. damn it. <laughs> Almost had something. Sweet. There. That was an okay coheed song. Sure. Yeah. So hey everyone, if you liked that little amuse bouche we just gave you. Stay tuned. That's a w- as next week we discuss Coheed and Cambria's first album. It's the second stage, Termite Blade. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Okay, choose, this is going to be like one of those Twitter things. Um, choose one. Uh, crying daughter. Uh, mopey bored son. <laughs> um, like, trouble with your like delivery of Target goods. Or 5 p.m. neighbor leaf blowing. 6 p.m. It is minutes to 6. 6 p.m. It is dark outside. 
<sighs> Give me any of the other three, please. Well, it seems like you're going to get all of them, but... 